0: Into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in. The Locked On Reds podcast. It is a Taco Tuesday, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about an interesting development. Some things are starting to become clearer as we wind through this spring training period. There's just a couple of weeks left here before opening day. Going to get to all of that here. I want to talk about some concession stands, too. It's just that point in the spring training season where it's like, man, I can't wait for regular season baseball. And it's got me thinking about concessions because, well, I like food. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and follow the show at On Reds. And save that On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Also, quick PSA, I'm actually going to be on ESPN 1530 tomorrow for Cincy 360. Starts at noon. Going to be talking Reds with Rick Uchino on ESPN 1530. News team, assemble! So let's get to some news. The Reds tied in their spring training game yesterday. Yeah, 3-3. Three to three. They end in a tie with the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox tied the game in the bottom of the ninth with a solo shot off of Cody Reed, an errant pitch that was turned into a home run. Otherwise, a pretty decent okay game for the Reds' pitching staff as you saw Anthony DeSclafani throw four strong innings Really, he he looked pretty decent and and just kind of giving off this vibe that the Reds rotation is just going to be super deep and super awesome for the entire season. Four innings of one run ball, he did give up three hits and he had two strikeouts. After the game, he mentioned that he's still trying to work on that out pitch. Whenever he gets to two strikes on a hitter, he's trying to get that out pitch rolling before the season starts. He says that you know, it's it's nothing that he's not worried about. It's not something that he's worried about right now. He'll he'll have it ready to go. It's just a little frustrating rolling through spring training right now, not having that all ramped up. A cast of characters came out of the bullpen for the Reds, though: Rice Iglesias, Amir Garrett, Pedro Strope, Robert Stevenson, and Cody Reed. All guys who figure to be in the opening day bullpen, and they pitched pretty decently. Amir Garrett did give up a run, but he struck out the side in his inning of work. Pedro Strope pitched a perfect inning. And Robert Stevenson gave up a couple of base runners, but also had two strikeouts as well. And Rice Iglesias was the first out of the bullpen. In the fifth inning, he pitched a perfect inning as well. With one strikeout. Nixon Zell was the star out of the lineup. He had a leadoff home run the opposite direction, took a high fastball and Nailed it over the right field fence. There's also one other piece of news, too, before we get to today's focus topic. Major League Baseball, in conjunction with uh, pretty much every other pro sport here in America, announced that they will be suspending the idea of having reporters in the clubhouse. And they will keep the clubhouse... uh, contained not necessarily like a quarantine or anything like that but amid growing fears of the coronavirus and things like that reporters will not be allowed to talk with players in the clubhouse there will be a specific press conference type period after the games but the reporters and players will still keep a respectful distance they said six to eight feet Or more. That is six to eight feet is the minimum that they will have there, which is interesting because it's prompted different responses from those in the journalistic community, most of which was a little unfortunate. Guys talking about that they're not going to be able to do their jobs to the way, the standard that they hold, the fact that they won't have. That access. I, I don't think it's something that's going to last all season, but it's it's a precautionary measure, one that was foreseen and something that makes a lot of sense if you really think about it. But just something to think about there. And as far as looking ahead, and and some folks are starting to worry about whether the opening day festivities will be affected by all of this. I mean, who knows. It's a possibility. Look, until it's actually announced, I'm not going to sit here and worry about it, especially since there's no amount of baseball knowledge that will prepare you for some sort of virus. I'm just, I'm going to react to it. Uh, We're not going to sit here and make idle predictions as to whether or not it will affect anything. But that is worth noting that our friends, you know, C. Trent and Bobby Nightingale and those who have typical locker room access will be restricted for the time being and not able to go into the locker room. Anyway, let's move on to today's focus topic. This is all confusing, why do I have to keep learning new things? We are starting to learn new things as we approach opening day. The Reds have come out and announced David Bell has said that whenever they are both in the lineup together, Joey Votto and Shogo Akiyama, actually flip that, Shogo Akiyama will bat leadoff and Joey Votto will bat second. A quote from David Bell on this, he says, I like that option. When they're both in there, they are two guys who are going to see a lot of pitches. They're not afraid to go deep in the count. Definitely, there's a track record of getting on base. It would be great if it works out that way. It makes a lot of sense. And I agree with him. It makes a lot of sense. If you've seen anything this spring training from Shogo Akiyama, it's that he's not... I, I, I know spring training, you take it with a grain of salt, but it's not like he's starting out super slow. We're not sitting here saying, well, when's he going to get a hit in spring training? He's got nine hits and 28... Uh, at-bats. He's hitting over 346, which doesn't mean a whole lot on the rate stats there, but you know, he's got a 370 on base. That's kind of where I think he's going to be throughout the season, is the 370 on base. It would be nice if he goes the entire season batting 346, but overall, I mean, he's going to profile as a very nice leadoff hitter. And then, of course, our man Joey, dude knows the strike zone in and out and he's been showing that this offseason as he continues to lead the Cactus League in walks, I think he's going to be fine there in that two spot, and I think he bounces back a little bit, at least on the batting average side. I'm not going to say the power numbers, obviously, but We won't get into all that, but it's nice to know that things are starting to take shape. Obviously, they have not come out and announced anything like opening day starter or opening day lineup or, you know, even the 26-man roster ahead of opening day, but we're learning a few things. I mean, we figured Shogo and Joey were going to be on the roster anyway, so that's no News there. I did see that the Dodgers announced their opening day starter, so teams are beginning to do that sort of thing. We'll keep an eye and see if the Lockdown Reds endorsed Luis Castillo will be named as the opening day starter. Coming up here in just a minute, I want to have some fun. Let's talk about something near and dear to my heart, and that is food, and especially ballpark food, and maybe even some beer as well. But before we do that, I've mentioned before that I I can't remember if this was the last episode or a couple episodes ago that the reds announced that they will have a s'mores fry box at fry box. And I'm so excited about this because fry box is my favorite concession stand. And I, and I want to hear from you what your favorite place to go in the ballpark is. Maybe it's skyline. Maybe it's the roses. Maybe it's fry box just like me because fry box is awesome. And actually on opening day, that's a pretty packed place to go. You're going to wait in line a decent amount if you're trying to go to a fry box on opening day. But it is worth it. I know the third baseline fry box because there used to only be the one out in right field. But now the one that's down left field line last year on opening day had things like a schnitzel sandwich and fried chicken and things like that. Which is different from the right field side because the right field side literally just has boxes of fries. But those are awesome because you can get pulled pork, barbecue pulled pork. You can get uh, buffalo chicken, and you've got all the fixing on top of that. It's not just those one things, but they all come in a box of fries that can feed two people. But I just get one for myself because they're amazing. Also, I mean, heck, Porkopolis is an awesome thing. I know it's a typical, you know, normal baseball concession stand, but you can get that big red smoky with an ice cold beer. That's a staple for me. If I'm not getting fry box, definitely want to get me like a hot dog or a big red smoky, something like that. I'm just thinking about food and opening day. Plus, I mean, the Reds have uh, the couple stadiums that I've been to. I'm I'm really appreciative of the different things that are at Great American Ballpark now. And one of those things is the absolutely massive bar down the third baseline with all the different taps. Of the local beers and the national beers. And, you know, you've, you've got your typical stuff like Bud and Coors and Miller and all that. But you've also got some craft brews from around the country. I mean, heck, you can get Kona Longboard from the you know nat- uh, national brews side. And that is awesome. Shout out to our friend Stephen Offenbaker over at the Reds Alert podcast. Or... Uh, pretty much name a local brew, and they've got the good stuff there as well. I mean, Nelly's is always a classic for me. I love that stuff, especially on a hot day. That is really refreshing and cold, and you get that with some skyline. I'm I'm just hungry now at this point, and I want to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know your favorite places. Hit me up on the Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159. We'll talk about it a little bit. We'll throw that in there and see just where everyone likes to go as we are now just 15 days, nope, 16 days, I can't count, 16 days away from opening day. And you know what, talking about food inside the ballpark has me thinking about an interesting outside-the-box Twitter poll question. Is the moment you've all been waiting for the Lockdown Reds Twitter poll of the day? You know, fun. I'm I'm thinking of pregame spots there at the banks. Which one is your favorite? And we're gonna put four. And, and you know, if I miss out on the spot that you typically go to, I want you to comment on it. This is gonna be on Twitter at Lockdown Reds. And the four options are going to be your favorite pregame spot. And I'm going to limit it to at the banks, but if you have somewhere outside the banks that you like to go before games, let me know that too at Lockdown Reds. But the four options will be, number one, the Holy Grail, number two, Condado's, number three, BurgerFi, and number four, Yard House. Those are the four spots that I think most people go to, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I could switch out. BurgerFi with Moreline Lagerhouse down there. But those are the four spots that, you know, as far as I go, I kind of rotate amongst those different places down there at the bank. So, you know what? I'm actually going to reword this question. It's not going to be what's your favorite. It's going to be, all right, so among these four, the ones that I mentioned, Holy Grail, BurgerFi, Condado's, and Yard house I'm going to ask you, which one would you pick? Because I, I just kinda want this to be fun. So which of these four would you pick to go to before the game? We'll just do that. So check it out at Locked On Reds on Twitter. That's gonna be the Twitter poll today. But that's gonna do it for us here on the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. On tomorrow's podcast, I've read some stuff about Nick Lodolo. Might talk about that a little bit, talk about the amount of work that he's been putting in and how much he's been turning heads at Big League Camp out there in Goodyear. But until then, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast to get every episode every day. Also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Reds. vote in today's poll. Also save that Lockdown Red's line number into your phone at 513 549 Five, nine. And one last reminder, too, that if you just want to hear me talk more Reds tomorrow on the radio on your AM dial 1530 or on the iHeartRadio app ESPN 1530, I'll be talking with Rick Uchino on Sensi 360 from noon to one. But that'll do it for today on the Locked on Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Gart, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.